I think first and foremost is do not badmouth your spouse to yourself, to them, or to other people. I love that. So that's three places not to do it. Yes. Because if you start badmouthing your spouse within yourself, it very quickly will creep out and you'll start doing it to your BFF or your mother or your sister or your brother, whoever. And then from there, you'll tell the next door neighbor, blah, blah. So Can I ask a quick, quick question about that? Sure. We're not always going to agree with our spouse. We're not. Has gonna, nothing to do with that. We're not going to always be happy and pleased with them, and we have frustration that builds up within us. Absolutely. Where does that go? This week, Dr. Noelle Nelson joins us to discuss how to show respect when you are communicating with your spouse and why that is so darn important. Stay tuned. Hi, I'm going to keep this short. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. You should know that we have a website, hitchmag.com, with thousands of articles, our complete podcast archive with over 500 episodes, a free weekly newsletter, and more. If you like this podcast, please leave a rating or review to help encourage others to join. And without further ado, enjoy. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor-in-chief of HitchedMag.com. I am joined once again with the lovely, the brilliant Dr. Noelle Nelson. Hi, Noelle. Hi, Steve. Hello. Uh, Noelle is a clinical psychologist, a consultant, a popular speaker in the U.S. and abroad when, you know, back when we could travel. (laughs) Uh, Noelle is also the author of many, many, many best-selling books. Um, Her most recent that might be interesting. Uh, of interest to this audience would be Happy Healthy Dead. What you think you know about aging is wrong and how to get it right. Uh, you can get this information at her website, noelnelson.com, as well as on our website, hitchedmag.com. Okay, so we are going to talk about how communication isn't worth anything if you don't have respect. So that's a bit of a mouthful. Uh, so why don't we start by you telling us, why did you choose this topic? Well, as you know, Steve, we talk about communication endlessly. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is probably the number one topic when it comes to um, marriage and relationships. Right. But the thing is, underlying communication must be something more fundamental, which is respect. And respect doesn't mean that you agree with, doesn't even necessarily mean that you admire, but it does mean that you have something called due regard for the feelings, wishes, and rights of others. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, it's a, it's a pretty heavy-duty term. Mm-hmm. And the thing is that if you haven't got that underlying what you're trying to communicate to your spouse, then really the communication is somewhat worthless. Then you're just monologuing. Mm. What, do you, what do you mean by that, uh, to help clarify for people? Okay. If you don't have due regard, and I, I think we, we do understand what that means, so you don't have a certain level of appreciation, if you will, in the sense of 
everybody's entitled to their mm. thoughts, feelings, rights, wishes. If you don't have that, then what are you communicating with your spouse specifically, right? You're basically just blah, blahing your point of view. Right. Whereas if you have due regard for their feelings, wishes, and rights, then you will have a dialogue because you will actually be able to listen constructively. Yes. Otherwise, all you're listening for is where can I insert my next point? I I was actually going to interject and say part of the communication process, which we've talked about a million times, as you pointed out, would require that listening aspect of it. And so when we're talking about respect, does that so I'm assuming the respect requires listening. Yes, it does. Very much so. Because again, what does due regard mean? Well, if you're gonna if you're gonna respect another your spouse's wishes, rights, and so forth, you have to at least grasp them. And the way we do that is by listening. Mm-hmm. Again, you don't have to agree with. Right. You don't have to. You don't have to think they're right or wrong. Just. Be willing to entertain that that is their point of view. Yeah. And respect it. And I think, uh, to your point, communicating does require a back and forth because otherwise it's just announcing. It's not yeah. communicating. Right. Or what uh, I think of as a monologue. Right. Mon- there. Yes. <laughs> we did a full circle there. That was great. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what else do you mean by respect? Well, if we break it down. All right, into stuff that's easier to 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 grasp is, for example, you could respect your spouse for male or female their work ethic, right? Mm-hmm. For their willingness to do the do, the whatever it takes out there in the world when we are allowed back out in the world. Mm-hmm. You can respect, especially like right now, their patience, right? Mm-hmm. Because there's so much we need to be patient with these days, or their creativity, or or their intelligence or the way they they work with the kids. I mean, it, it doesn't, there's all sorts of things that you can look at and genuinely respect. And what that means is then that you want to hear what they have to say, even if you don't agree with it. Because why? Because you respect their opinion. Mm-hmm. Because you want to make it easy for them to have the free time that they need in their life. Why? Because you respect their choice of what to do with that free time. Right. Um, when we talk about, did, do you, should I move on to the next question? You can, if you wish, or we can answer okay. on this one. <laughs> okay. So, uh, and talking about respecting yourself. Yes. Uh, why is that important? Well, you know, it's kind of like when people say, if you don't love yourself, you can't love somebody else. Yes. What that basically means is, if you don't have respect for your own wishes, rights, thoughts, how in the world can you have respect for somebody else's? Mm-hmm. Now, again, we're going back to the the, the root of, of this, which is due regard. Right. You don't have to always think that what you think is swift. <laughs> I often don't, but you do have to have due regard. You do have to have a measure of, you know, I do try to think things through as best I can. Mm-hmm. I do try to do the best I can with whatever. So in that context, I have respect for myself. 
Right. Now, that means I can then look outside of myself to my spouse with the same eyes. How, you know, uh, how much of the, the respect gives yourself some leeway? Um, because I think a lot of times people are pretty hard on themselves um, and, and or hard on their spouse. Uh, and and I, th- I feel like part of the respect has to include intention um, where you feel like your spouse has the best intention of doing or saying or communicating what they believe, not in spite, for example, of your position. How much of right. that is uh, necessary? Well, respect needs to go both ways in a, in a good marriage. I mean, there's, there's no way that it's going to work otherwise. If you have due regard for your spouse and they do not have due regard for you, you do not have a good marriage. Mm-hmm. Got it. You, you have problems. You need to run to the therapist <laughs> or hitch mag or somewhere, you yes. know, as quickly as possible. Um, so we are hoping that, you know, when talking to our audience that, and this is probably one of my favorite phrases, that both of you are doing the best you can mm-hmm. with what you have from where you are. Right. Okay. Yeah. And I think that's the thing that I I wanted to get at, which is you're on the same team. um, And, you know, because I love using sports metaphors, like it's hard to run a play if you don't tell the other person what play you're going to run. But at least, you know, that you're trying to run a play together. Yes. (laughs) You're not trying one. One person's not trying to defend the goal line where you're trying to get across it. And I think that's very fundamental. In other words, the idea that you are on the same team inherent to that is the idea of due regard. Right. When you're on a sport team, you absolutely expect your teammates to be doing the best they can with what they've got from where they are, you know, and that they're doing that on behalf of all of you. Yes. A a marriage is simply a smaller team. (laughs) Right. 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 So uh, it's maybe more, even more important to stay clear with each other yeah. about intention and so forth because you are a smaller team. Yeah. And you, you don't want a bad locker room. <laughs> no, you don't want to do that. Um, okay. So if the respect itself isn't lip service, then how do you show it? Or as you put it, live in it with, with your marriage. I think first and foremost is do not badmouth your spouse to yourself, to them, or to other people. I love that. So that's three places not to do it. Yes. Because if you start badmouthing your spouse within yourself, it very quickly will creep out and you'll start doing it to your BFF or your mother or your sister or your brother, whoever. And then from there, you'll tell the next door neighbor, blah, blah. So can I ask a quick quick question about that? Sure. We're not always going to agree with our spouse. We're not going to do with that. We're not going to always be happy and pleased with them. And we have frustration that builds up within us. Absolutely. Where does that go? There's a difference between being upset with someone or frustrated with them and labeling them. Okay. Bad mouthing is basically labeling. Right. Bad mouth is, is saying, and I'm going to use some pretty strong language here, you bitch, mm-hmm. you bastard, whether you say it to yourself or to them, um, you're an asshole, uh, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Frustration is, I don't understand what you're doing. I'm really hurt by what you said. 
I'm upset with you today. Do you see the difference? Yeah. So that's the, that's very, very critical because it's perfectly fine to say to your BFF, you know, I'm sorry, but he's just gotten me in a snit. I don't know what he's up to, but, but it's, it's upsetting me. That's fine. That's not bad mouthing. And bad mouthing is what a jerk. Right. And so again, it's almost like you're putting it on the actions and not the person. Correct. Yeah. Which is what we're all taught to do with our children, aren't we? <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> no, it's not, you know, Johnny breaks the vase. And it's bad Johnny. No, it's Johnny broke the vase. Johnny, that's not a smart thing to do. Let's try something else. Right. Yeah. It seems small, but it's huge. It's not small at all. Yeah. And the thing is, is that I want to come back a little bit to what you said about frustrations building up. Mm-hmm. As best we can, we should try to deal with our frustrations before they build up. Because usually it starts with something relatively small that could be easily dealt with. Mm-hmm. And more often than not, or not necessarily, I shouldn't, I take that back. Sometimes we let those frustrations just smolder and grow, and then there's a positive conflagration going on, uh, which, by the way, is often how family feuds start. It's right. one little tiny thing, right. but somebody doesn't, doesn't voice it, doesn't deal with it. And so then there's another tiny thing. And over a generation or so, it's become something so huge. Nobody can talk to each other and they kill each other. Right. And that, you know, and being able to address that, uh, it comes through good communication and respect and understanding that they will be able to know that you're coming from a place of respect and understanding and good intention to where you can say, you know, when this, when you said this thing, or when you did this thing, you know, it really frustrated me. Blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's where, and this is not fair to do in this podcast, but back to good communication. The I statements are always helpful in that regard. Right. Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh, was there anything else? Like, do, do you want to move on? And and if so, is there anything else that we should know about respect? Well, to respect. That they do have, that they're different, a different person. So they're going to have different hobbies and different thoughts and different opinions. Now, a lot of your thoughts and opinions and so forth are going to be the same or else you wouldn't be married. Mm-hmm. But there are going to be differences. And that it's okay. And that more than okay is how about respecting that? If you throw away that sweatshirt, she is going to hate you forever. Right. Now, I know that's usually on the other foot, but it's usually, <laughs> you know, if she throws away that sweatshirt, sure. he is going to hate her forever. But it doesn't matter what it is. It's have due regard, have respect for those things which your spouse holds near and dear. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they may seem completely idiotic to the other spouse. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I, You know, it. One of the things that I think is most fascinating, and so, and speaking generally of like, in like a heterosexual couple, the, the life experience of a male versus a female is so radically different. Um, <laughs> I, it seems obvious, um, but I know it's not obvious to a lot of people. Otherwise we wouldn't have ridiculous statements being made constantly. Right. Um, right. but jet, my wife, Jessica, she points it out to me all the time, all the time. And I'm super grateful that she does because it opens my eyes to a perspective that would never even like be a glint in my eye had she not pointed it out to me because it's never been a world that I've lived in. Right. Um, and so when, when you talk about, um, 
like people coming at something differently. Like she comes at things all the time differently. We have the same values to the point about things that we agree on. We have the same value structure and moral structure, Mm -hmm. but how we come at things, you know, a lot of times that is the same, but so many times, so many times it's much different and Mm -hmm. it's different because she takes into consideration things that I will never take into consideration. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's because of her very unique perspective. And, um, I've had to swallow some of my own pride and machismo, uh, and, and being open to listen to it be, and get to your point, as soon as it falls onto the respect uh, card that we play, mm-hmm. it's easy for me because mm-hmm. I respect her more than anybody in the world. And so right. when I just think like, oh, I know she's not doing this to like make my life difficult and pointing out this thing, it's mm-hmm. she's trying to help me understand the world differently. Right. And when she does that, and when I you know, I'm able to communicate in that way. It makes it so much better and easier for me to like kind of process that information. And then I feel like I'm a way better person because of it, because now I understand things a little bit better. Well, and the, the, uh, another way of looking at it is that you've expanded your world, right? Which makes you a more effective human being because you can communicate and, and work with now a greater variety of other human beings. Yeah. I would like to think so at least. (laughs) No, for sure. Yeah. So that's why coming back to the beginning of what we were saying, communication is great. And you and I and and other of your podcast uh, experts and so forth have talked about umpteen different ways to communicate effectively. If respect isn't underlying that communication, it's not worth the time of day. Right. Right. Because going back to my example really quick, if I didn't respect her or what she was saying, I, th- like her opinion would not break through. Correct. I would be stuck in my ways. I would be. I would say like, no, you're seeing it wrong or whatever. It just wouldn't work. So it, to your point, like yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, what, was there, uh, sorry to enter. It sounded like you're going to say something. Did, is there anything else that you wanted to add? No, that kind of sums it up as far as I'm concerned. Okay. <laughs> Um, well, th- th- another fantastic episode, Noel. Thank you so much for your time. And hopefully people will take this into consideration the next time they have any kind of disagreement specifically, but anytime you're communicating, uh, you know, doing it with, uh, respect in mind. So thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Steve. My pleasure. And before we go, I do want to remind you listeners that you have been listening to Dr. Noel Nelson, a clinical psychologist consultant, popular speaker in the U.S. and abroad, and the author of many, many best-selling books, uh, Happy, Healthy, Dead, Why What You Think You Know About Aging is Wrong and How to Get It Right. It is a fantastic read. And from that book, by the way, she has created a group online called Meet the Amazings. You can find it at facebook.com forward slash Meet the Amazings, where she recounts stories of, and I, I, I have marbles in my mouth every time I try to say this. Octogenarians? (laughs) 70, 80, and 90s, and hundreds. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Um, People doing a really amazing, active, like, 
super physically active things all the way to the very end. I mean, it's it's fantastic. So check that out. Uh, you can find her on Twitter at Dr. Noelle Nelson. You can find this information on our website, hitchedmag.com, along with thousands of articles, our entire podcast archive, which includes over 500 episodes. We've been doing this a long time. We didn't jump on the pan- podcast bandwagon. We were here. Uh, we were one of the pioneers. Um, and uh, we also have a fantastic weekly newsletter that goes out uh, every Monday night. Uh, it's free to sign up. And um, it's just kind of a roundup of the week's latest information. So hopefully uh, you check that out as well. And that will do it. Until next time, take care, everybody. Explode. We're on top of the world tonight.